Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass. And a big welcome back to Commonwealth Conversations, everyday Minuteman stories. Nathan Strauss here, as always, with our first player that we have had on this podcast, one of the new UMass collective, the Massachusetts Collective Student Athletes, Josh Cohen. Thanks so much for hopping on, Josh. How's it going? It's going good, Nathan. Thank you for having me on. Last night, you got your, uh, or, or recently, you guys had your your exhibition games and the season's Coming up quickly, uh, how's it been adjusting to a new team, you know, in your first year with Frank Barton and UMass? Um, it's been great. You know, uh, change is, not, you know, mostly uncomfortable. And that was one of the things going into the transfer portal. I wanted to go somewhere where I was made uncomfortable and I was challenged. And those are the things that uh, Coach Martin's doing for me. He's also um, helping me, you know, develop uh, my game, you know, to be able to play at another level. You know, he... He's not just letting me be complacent and be the same as I was in, in years past. And, um, you know, it's getting me really excited. It, it's it's helping me be joyous and, and coming to practice, you know, getting to learn new and fresh stuff. How important was it for you to find a coach who would who would push you or challenge you in the way that you like to be challenged like that? Uh, it was really important. You know, I was blessed. I had an amazing um journey over four years at St. Francis University of Pennsylvania. I was blessed with amazing coaches. Um, I, I couldn't have asked for more, to be honest with you. But, you know, there was a time that, you know, I had to move on and, and, and you know, grow a little bit myself. And so did they. And, um, you know, I parted ways. And, and, and leaving my, you know, university, I wanted to go somewhere where I felt like community and, um, you know, a coach that was going to be there every single day, that was going to be involved in every single little aspect, was going to be there. And that's what that's what Coach Martin, you know, is. And you know, on his on a on the visit, you know, he came to my house and told me, you know, not what I wanted to hear. He told me what I needed to hear. So, you know, that obviously left a lasting impression on me. And you know, now coming to play for him, it's it's you know, he's a genuine guy. He tells you how it is, and everything that he tells you in the visit and the recruiting process is is true. You know, he's you know, he's very upfront. And you know, when I since I've been here, he's, his staff has done a really good job of gearing me up for the season. Um, you know, every single day, you know, they're on me, you know, um, trying to be a better leader and a better person and a better player. Let's take it all the way back. Growing up, Lincroft, New Jersey, Northern Jersey. Uh, what was it like for you growing up there? What were your kind of go-tos in that spot in the world? 
Um, Lincroft, New Jersey was a, uh, it, it was a really, um, I was really blessed to be able to grow up in a place um, where I had all, all my friends and, you know, I was able to play um, a multitude of different sports and I had a really, I have a really amazing family and a really good base, you know, my mother, father, sister, and brother. And, um, you know, and, and then I have like family, like that all live in New Jersey, my cousins, Craig, Steven, um, you know, um, my uncle Bruce, like all, all of them have lived in the area. So I, I've been really close to them my whole life. So being able to grow up in my family, um, on my dad's side and my mom's side, my cousin, Eddie, like all of them, um, you know, I just had a really good foundation of family and it's, it's helped me so much going to college because that foundation of that family, that aspect, that's kind of all you get when you leave for school. You know, you have friends and stuff, but that family is like your core beliefs and your base. So that's how I've really been able to be successful over my, my last couple of years. And, um, you know, growing up in Lincroft, New Jersey is, is just a part of it. And I, I've been just super blessed. Now you go to Christian Brothers CBA in, in New Jersey, which is a, a pretty athletic powerhouse kind of school. Looking at their notable alumni, you've got uh, James and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. You've got Pat Light, Boston Red Sox legend. Um, you've got Connor Clifton. And then you've got yourself uh, with your own Wikipedia page on there as well. That's a pretty elite group of athletes that have come out of that school. What did you gain uh, both educationally, but also athletically during your time there? CBA was a, a definitely a different type of place. Um, it, it teaches you a lot of things. Um, I think the biggest thing that CBA taught me was, you know, um, things are not going to be always easy. Like I was constantly challenged there athletically and, and academically, you know, um, it's kind of how you're going to react. You're going to be, no matter if you're the best student and then no matter if you're the best, you know, um, athlete, you're still going to be challenged. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I, I was gifted on the court and I struggled in the classroom, but um, I was able to, you know, be given a foundation of, okay, okay you got to go to class. You know, that's the first thing you got to do. And that's and that's what I've done in school. That's how I've been able to graduate. You know, and another thing you got to do is you got to be present and you got to be available. And th and that's that's what I've tried to do. So, you know, CBA definitely helped me growing up. What was the recruiting process like for you? Uh, you know, what was the who were your offers and, um, you know, what was what was your decision like when it came time to commit to, to St. Francis? Uh, you know, it's, I, I tell everybody it's, it's kind of funny, like it's a little different uh, coming out of the portal and uh, it was different for me, at least uh, coming out of the portal and coming out of high school. You know, I had three offers. One was Division two um, to uh, Southern New Hampshire. Coach Jack Perry. Oh, the, the Penman. They're they're a powerhouse. Yeah. Up there. They're a powerhouse up there. They are. They're, they are. Jack, Jack's got them going. He's, he's a great coach. He coached at BU and they recruited me there and then he left and went there. So he offered me at, um, you know, Southern New Hampshire. And then I had FDU and I had St. Francis. So I had coach Horrenda who I still am in contact with today and then St. Francis. So I really, I didn't, it wasn't a, that tough of a decision. I went on two official visits. It was either one or the other. And I, I made a decision, you know, then when I went to the portal, little bit different you know so uh it definitely was a tale of you know it was it was definitely a completely different process in both yeah so you go to the portal after a pretty remarkable season last year your nec co-player of the year you're dropping 40 bombs a couple of times you're um you know you're racking up the boards as well no matter what team you were playing it seemed like you were really getting it done last year uh when it came time to enter the portal 
the kinds of schools that you were recruiting, what were the differences in their pitches? Because you talked a little bit about, you know, what what Coach Martin said to you and, and how he sort of gave it to you straight. But what were the conversations like? Was there like NIL involved? Um, was it more important for you to be kind of closer to home? Like, I'm just curious in your mind, like what, what was the drawing factor for you um, with all these schools recruiting you? Well, you know, the, the thing is, um, like you said, when we started the, you know, the talk, um, the interview, um, you know, we talked about my family and everything. That's, that's so important for me. And I have a really good family. So I have a really good head on my shoulders, you know, I, money and NIL that, that, that comes, you know, that, at, at the end of the day, you play hard enough. You, you know, you play well enough at the end of the day, all that stuff that, that comes. But for me, it was more important where I fit in. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, I had some people ask me why I didn't enter the, the draft process and I had, there was teams that I could have worked out with and, and some different things, but that, that wasn't my goal. That wasn't, you know, yet that, that wasn't where I was looking. Um, I was looking to become a better college player. I wanted to go to the tournament and those were my goals and how I could help a team get there. Um, so, you know, all, all the coaches that have recruited me, um, you know, everyone kind of saw it when I was getting recruited, uh, who, who were my different schools. And it came down to it, and I picked UMass, and everyone was like, what? You know, like, pretty shocked. But I, I kind of saw the the culture that's here and the community, and it it honestly reminded me of my old school a little bit. So it kind of just I – know, I know you might be thinking, okay, 1,800 people versus 40,000 people. But the type of community and people that are here, um, especially in the basketball community, is, is something that I really valued, and, and that's the thing I wanted to be a part of, like – in, in high school, I only took two visits. In college, I only took one. You know, like I, I told a couple of coaches on the phone, I wasn't trying to take vacations. I was trying to, you know, for me, it was pretty much all business. I wanted to get, you know, things done. I wanted to be at a place where I could succeed, and I found it. So I didn't really have to look anywhere else. You grew from six feet even to 6'10 over the course of like three and a half years in high school. Were you always a big or did that kind of change you positionally into being kind of a late blooming forward or center? You know, I like, you know, as we, you know, again, as we started the interview, I, I my family, you know, my father um, has been my coach since day one. You know, he never forced me either, which was such a, a blessing in disguise. I never thought about it later on, but you know, I was the one pushing him like, hey, can we play? Can we play all the time? And he, he, he always wanted it to be my decision, but. You know, at the end of the day, I, I was like, listen, this is this is me and you, bro. We're doing this. So he became my coach and coached me for, you know, the first 14, 15 years of my life. And he didn't develop me out, you know, in the in the paint right away. I was taller than all the other kids, but I was around the same height. So um, he decided to put me at the point guard position. And, you know, I, I learned so many different things of being a point guard from such a young age. And then in high school, you know, I I graduated uh, eighth grade, probably five foot nine, five ten, and I you know was going in. All right, I'm gonna be a guard. I'm gonna be a guard. I grew a little bit over the summer, probably like maybe six foot six one, and then I I tried out for my freshman team around six two, and, and you know just played that whole season. They played me actually. They started playing me inside um, because when I I broke my elbow when I was eleven. Um, they saw my growth plates and said I could be from like six nine and a half to six eleven and a half. So like my when they were they they did the X rays and my dad and the doctor were high fiving outside of the thing. I'm like looking at him like, hey, I broke my arm. He's like, you're gonna be six eleven. I'm like, what? You know, I was pretty like I was in shock. I'm like, hey, you know what? You never know that that stuff is always right. And here I am today. I'm 
standing like six ten and three quarters, six eleven. So, um, you know, I grew a lot in high school. Um, I went from being a point guard, six man, my freshman year, um, on the freshman team, not on the varsity team, to starting um, varsity as a, a sophomore at six foot eight. So, um, my journey was definitely different than a lot of people. But I think if I didn't have both perspectives, a guard's perspective and a big's perspective, I wouldn't be as good as I am today just because I wouldn't be able to see it from their point of view. Um, I think that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with in basketball is, you know, they can't see it from another per- person's point of view. Okay, why didn't I get the ball here? And they're frustrated. Like, all right, listen, man, he didn't see you. You know, he was coming off a screen and, you know, your man was, you know, in between you and the ball and he couldn't see you. He missed you. That's it. You know, some people can't see that, but, you know, I can't. We saw you last night um, in the in the uh, the exhibition with Western Connecticut. Take a three, make a three. Uh, you were zero for two from deep in your previous college career, but no hesitation pulling the trigger there. Is that an aspect of your game that that you've been working on? I'm not trying to give any spoilers away for for Frank here or anything, but um, you know, is is that are you comfortable from behind the arc right now? That's the thing, uh, Coach Martin has done for me. You know, everyone talks about Coach. That he's this big time tough guy. He's just a mean dude. Um, if you don't come to practice every day, you don't see the type of person the man he is. Um, you know, he's he started to instill the confidence in me. Um, you know, from the first day I got here, he said, "Listen, if you work on it and you shoot, you know, every day, um, I give you the green light." That's kind of what he's done, and that's what I, I had to put my work in on my end. You know, I've been getting shots up and doing the things I've had to do. Um, and he he's basically said, "You're open, shoot that thing." So. Um, yesterday, Keon looked at me in the corner. I was like, they're not guarding me. So I just took a wide open three, you know, and a lot of people texted me last night. They saw like the box score and I didn't, you know, obviously didn't play the second half, but, um, they were like three pointer question mark. And I was like, yeah, a couple of my ex teammates said, that's going to be scary if you could hit threes and go inside. So yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely a, a confidence thing and, you know, a little bit of a, you know, coach Martin thing. There are a lot of new players on this team, um, you know, mostly freshmen and then yourself and you and Matt Cross kind of form this this veteran big group right now. I think um, with the way physicality wise, this team is shaping up. Uh, how have you kind of embraced your role as one of the older players, one of the more experienced players on this team while also still being kind of new to the group? Yeah, I think that's the big thing for me. I'm I'm still new to this whole process, you know, being at UMass. It's completely different than whatever anything I've ever been a part of. Um, so I'm learning myself. That's been the thing I've told a lot of people. Um, my voice is starting to come in now more because now I know what I'm doing. I can't I can't talk to guys, can't get on guys if I don't know what I'm doing in in, in and of itself. So um, you know, the leadership thing is coming for me. It's coming for Matt. Um, we got guys like Keon, Rasul, um, guys that hurt Ryan and Jackson, you know, guys that have been here before at UMass vocal on the sidelines. Um, you know, the leadership thing is going to come. It's going to grow as the year goes on, but we got young guys that are leaders in and of itself. I mean, that's the one thing this team, I think a lot of people are, are kind of doubting us or whatever um, it is, but you know, cause we're young or whatever they say, I played with a lot of old guys that are not leaders. And I've played with some young guys that are leaders. You know, we got young guys that are naturally born leaders, and and that's just kind of how it happens. It doesn't matter whether they're eighteen or twenty four. You know, it's 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 all about the mentality. These kids have a a great head on their shoulders. One thing that you said a couple of times so far that that's really jumped out to me 
is um, you've talked about sort of feeling blessed to be where you are and blessed for how you were raised. I know that that for you, faith is an important part of your life and something that really guides you. But uh, if you're comfortable, just, you know, how does kind of faith, your faith guide you in, in your in your day to day? Yeah, I, I'm really blessed, man. I'm, I've um, really found my faith my sophomore year in college. Um, I've been faithful my whole life, you know, with my mom and, um, you know, she's such a devout uh, Christian. She's helped me with my faith so much. Um, you know, I, I honestly didn't, wasn't active with my faith until my sophomore year. It, it's kind of funny. Everyone talks about until that adversity hits, you don't really find, you know, that crutch or whatever you need. You know, I used Jesus as a crutch for the first two years that I was really faithful. You know, I didn't really help anybody else out or really do anything. I just kind of needed it for myself, how I felt. And then as the time went on, I I was able to start, you know, talking to other people about my faith and trying to bring people closer to Jesus. And, um, you know, that and that's the one thing that I've been so grateful about what St. Francis had given me. It gave me, you know, my faith back. I felt like it. It gave me a new um, breath of fresh air. And it was constantly every single day with me at St. Francis. So, um, you know, being able to volunteer in the community, really see how people are hurting out there and and how Jesus can help people. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. So I, you know, once I started giving, you know, everything that I was doing to Jesus and, and, and to my faith, my life started becoming better. And that's what I tell people, like, listen, I'm not the kind of person to sit here and say, Oh, like, you know, I'm, I'm the, it's the easiest thing for me to believe, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not, you know, it just, I started believing in Christ and my life got better. Like there's nothing else that I could say about it. I can't like, I can't explain it. Um, all I can do is kind of try and through my actions and try and, you know, bring people closer to him. Um, you know, I, it's, it's a part of my life. It's a part of my sport now, and and it's just taking me to new heights. So any way that, you know, now I'm on a new campus, I'm on a new place. Um, and and I'm just starting my journey here at, at UMass, but you know, also I, what I brought to the table is my faith and how, I think that I can, you know, help the campus and help people around here become closer to God. So, you know, my journey, it, it's not been easy, but it got easier once, you know, I, I devoted my life to Christ. Yeah. One, one thing that, um, you know, I, I found really interesting this summer, um, I, I was working down in, in South Carolina uh, with a minor league baseball team. And uh, I was, I was raised Jewish and there aren't a whole lot of Jewish folks down there. Um, so I started going to the, you know, we, we would play Sunday games and we would have team chapel beforehand. And I kind of was hesitant to show up the first couple of times. Um, cause I was like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, it was, it was mostly, um, like a Catholic mass. And I realized that in general, like faith as a concept, I think is really powerful and, and people understood why I was there. And, um, as someone who's still kind of trying to figure out my relationship to my religion, I think it's powerful when people have that devotion, no matter what the faith is, or whether it's even, you know, whether it's a faith in, in something that's not necessarily religious. I just think it's it's powerful when someone has the ability to like know what guides them and know what grounds them and, and to serve in that sense. So I appreciate you um like being willing to speak about that stuff. Uh, because I think it's I think it's important and it's clearly something that really guides you. Um on a completely different note, uh, <laughs> NIL, <laughs> very, very different. Um, but, you know, obviously you uh, and the Mass Collective have have a partnership now. How did that conversation come about um, with, with, with you and Pat? You know, the one thing that in college basketball you don't find a lot of is people that are completely honest and upfront. Um, when, I, when I first called Pat, 
He was honest with me about, you know, his situation and what the collective was trying to do. And I was honest back with him. So we've kind of built a good relationship. Um, you know, everything that he's told me, everything that, you know, he's promised me has happened. So um, you don't find that a lot. And I, I'm really appreciative of everything that he's done for our program. And it's not even everyone just looks at him as the collective guy, but he's also the guy that goes to all the games, the guy that's in the box, the guy that's also at the bar with all the people trying to get them to the games. So, you know, Pat, you know, loves UMass uh, more than anybody. Um, and, and his and his crew does, too. He's got a crew. He's definitely – Pat definitely walks around. He's got a crew. He's got Rodak. He's got all those guys. Uh, Chad, all them. Um, yeah, but, he, you know, Pat has done an amazing job for this community, and people don't even know it yet. They'll, they'll start to get an understanding of it. But, um, you know, I, I'm really gracious for everything Pat has done. And, and, and the key word here is honesty. He was honest with me. He, he told me everything that was going to happen, and it, and it has happened. So uh, I can't be more thankful. Maybe this is like a, a personal question too, but do you guys, is there any kind of like conversation in a locker room about like, you know, <laughs> what NIL stuff? Like are people trying to help each other get deals or is that even something that comes up at all? Or is it mostly just a personal thing where everyone kind of does it themselves and, and sort of keeps it to themselves? Well, like you said, it, it depends on what type of locker room it is. Uh, with Coach Martin, that kind of stuff, like people, like with the money and those things, that doesn't happen in our locker room. You know, everyone... You know, all, everyone's NILs to themselves. Um, I bet if any guys had a chance to get you know, multiple dudes in an NIL deal, they would. Um, but, you know, it, it's just basically, you know, everyone, uh, you know, people's business is people's business. You know, we're a basketball team. This is not an NIL clown show. Everyone's trying to, you know, grab money at some point. You know, we're, we're a basketball team. We're trying to win basketball games. So we're, you know, no, no one's in the locker room talking about their money or anything. So it's just, it's, it's, you know, everything's basketball related or, you know, just, we actually have a lot of guys that are, are very funny. So it's a, it's a very funny locker room, a lot of diverse personalities. So NIL, I haven't even heard it in the locker room yet. I talked to, uh, I talked to Robert Davis Jr. last spring and he was hilarious. I was like, this guy is going to be such a fan favorite uh, if you could pick, um, you know, one player of the the freshmen right now, or, or has there been anyone who's really jumped out at you in practice, either of the, either by ability or by leadership or or just by kind of humor? I mean, we got we got a funny team. Um, Cross is very, very funny. He doesn't seem like it. Not very like talkative with a lot of people, but you get that guy going. He's he's funny, dude. Um, you know, just Matuk's hilarious. The big fella. Uh, he's just, he's always all the time just trying to, you know, kind of mess around with somebody or do something. Um, you know, just, just, it's a, it's a unit thing, you know, Rob, you know, Rob could shoot that thing, but you know, he, he's also like a, a funny guy off the court. And, um, you know, we got, we got a lot of personalities to be honest with you. It's great. One of the most fun parts about being a, a broadcaster, being a fan and also an alumni of the, alumnus of the university is like watching people fall in love with teams um i think th and i think this team has a lot of potential to to really get some fans going um last one for you actually a couple two more for you when you look at the schedule right now uh are there any opponents that you have or games that you have that really jump out at you like this is the game that i'm gonna really get myself um you know up for and, and, and the thing is for me nathan the thing that i've done really well over my career is i i haven't done that 
Um, every single game to me is a big game. I don't look at one game and say, okay, this is a bigger one than this one. Oh, we got to win that. We got to win every single game on our schedule. First game of the year, Albany, biggest game of the year. That's our Super Bowl. That's our first one. We get, we get past that one. Then we'll look to the next one, you know, and, and that's how I've kind of played my whole career. I haven't worried about the next game of this and that, oh, we got to play this team at this time. Now we got to beat this team right here, right now. It's us versus them. So, um, you know, my biggest game of the year for me right now, University of Albany at home. You know, it's as if Frank Martin is speaking directly through you to me. That's the perfect, <laughs> that's the perfect coach quote. But I do, I, I also understand that to be an elite athlete, I think you have to have that mentality. Um, and, and obviously we're really looking forward to that game against Albany on uh, November 7th off the top of my head, I think is where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the last question um, for you is, would you rather hit a game-winning shot or draw a game-winning charge? I think I've done both, to be honest with Nathan. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, let me think. A game-winning shot or charge? I mean, Nathan, there's nothing like getting the ball down one, 10 seconds, you know, just go get a bucket. You know, I, I, I you, you could just, now with these new rules with the charges and the weak side, man, can't come. I'm, you know, you got to go block the shot or, you know, go deter that thing. But yeah, I'm taking, give me the ball, end of the game. I'm going to win that thing. You know, it's great. So we've been asking, we've been having these conversations, this podcast with UMass fans, coaches, former players throughout the last, like, I think we've gone back to guys who were involved with the team in like 1972. And we've been asking them, who would you trust in UMass history or who would you pick for all UMass players to take a potential game winning shot? And so I figure obviously not fair to ask that of a current player, um, but I like that answer. I like that answer. Let you eat down low, 10 seconds to go and and trust that uh, that you'll get it done. Josh, uh, thank you so much for for hopping on. Super excited to uh, to watch you this year. And uh, for people who want to follow you or, or connect on social media, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you know, I'm not the huge biggest social media guy, but I mean, you know, Instagram, you know, Twitter or whatever it is. Um, anybody in the UMass community that wants to reach out, um, you know, just say hello or that they're excited for the season could always text me or DM me or whatever it is. And um, I'll always try and respond whenever I can. So um, just reach out however you want and I'll be there. As always, brought to you by the Masters Collective. This is Commonwealth Conversations every day. Minuteman Stories, Josh Cohen, hopping on here today. Thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass basketballs back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent, who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving 
It can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So, UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.